0: Oh,
1: dance. (laughs) I missed it. Too busy Snapchatting. I blew it. We could do it again.
0: No, no. no. Never. We never do anything again on this one.
1: I love that. Never. I love that. Never. What a hilarious recap
0: that was. Yeah, that was a great recap by Pat. Pat, how did you get it cut in time? Uh, You were at Disney on Monday. You had a lot on the go. Can I post a video on Instagram? Yeah,
2: as of today yeah. you can post minute or er, videos up to 1 minute long.
0: Wow. Right. Well, guess what? I'm about to do that right now. And
3: boom. Welcome uh. to the J and Dan podcast episode 105.
1: So what's new about <laughs> <Country> Instagram 105? <105. laughs> country did 105 they, was the country station in my. Own. Did they change Instagram or something? Yeah, what did they do? Yeah, I'm
0: confused about it. And I feel like Pat and Ben are the ones who can explain it to us. Yes.
2: Good.
3: Well, they've now, as of today, you can upload up to sixty-second videos instead of fifteen-second videos,
2: and the newsfeed is now prioritizing based on what you may want to see and what's popular, similar to Facebook. Hey,
3: sucks. Hey, go f yourself. I'll see what I want. Why are they
0: doing that, guys? What is the reason behind? So, am I missing things then when I'm on the Instagrams?
2: You're You're already missing things. They're combating that is the goal.
0: They're combating it. How are we missing things if we're following the people we want to follow? Though?
2: Well, you, those will still be the only people you see stuff from. Oh, it's like so I'm
0: not seeing like random. Let's know, say wrong.
2: hypothetically, you like every picture Dan posts. Right, that uh, just means that's it's, definitely not true. <laughs> not. Let's keep it hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> that just means it's more likely Dan's photos will show up whenever you open Instagram. Perfect.
0: Oh, how about that? Can't wait to see all Dan's pics of his junk.
2: It was getting hot in
3: there.
0: <laughs> 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 that's right. Hey, uh, we're back after the Easter break. Oh, we've had some fun, haven't we? No, I guess. Went and Maybe. had a big ham at your
1: house. <laughs> nice. Big ham.
0: Yeah, Dan came over for some hot ham. Yeah. Oh, boy, we had the ham. And pants were optional. Yeah, everybody took their pants <laughs> off. Our friend Tom told Gessie came down. Tom,
3: had Tom ever had a meal before? <laughs>
0: what? He had, like, seventh. <laughs> well, because he... Like Tom travels a lot. Oh yeah, and uh, and he, you know, he's on the road, and I'm like, "Where have you been eating? You got any good places?" He's like, "Well, I went to Del Taco." I'm
3: like, <laughs> You went to the one by my house."
4: Oh I boy, I get to eat like this, Tom. I hard.
0: don't know. I don't know if Del Taco is the first choice. Give him for...
3: a box of Twinkies. And That's the Del Taco roll. I went to, and two hours later, <laughs>
0: yeah. Oops, I just spilled all over my script here.
3: And Tom <laughs> is also the gentleman that we told you about in London who uh, I had been walking around London, downtown London, with him for two hours when he decided to say, Dan, not sure if we've met one another, but I'm Tom.
0: And he was serious. That's one of my favorite stories ever. But in his defense, he had had a cider, and he was pretty loaded. (laughs) Dan O'Toole here. He actually did. We we bought two ciders for Tom, and I was genuinely concerned if he would— be able to stand by. That's yeah, his
3: nickname, I, Two Cider Tom. Two
0: Cider Tom. What? <laughs> One is not enough, Three's too many. <laughs> two is just right. Yeah, it was a tasty ham. Still eating the leftovers. Easter. And then we had an Easter egg hunt. We had oh, Easter no. Egg. We d- yeah.
3: I did that on the way home.
0: And then an orgy.
1: <laughs> Delicious. Mm.
0: We all stripped Tom down and uh, covered him in ham. Everything's coming up, Jay and Dan. Would it be weird if we ate our ham, Easter ham dinner off of Tom's <laughs> naked chest?
3: Make it a family tradition. <laughs> well, there's
0: Where Tom Jay Onright and his wife checking ev- out the action. Yeah, every year my wife and I invite Tom to stay with us. And we just say, all right, strip down. It's like, I don't want to strip down. And we're like, do it! It's Easter!
3: And then your daughter, when she's older, they're telling Easter stories at at school. And she's like, yeah, we had ham off Tom again. Yeah,
0: ham off Tom. (laughs) Off two-sider Tom. And everyone's like, what? And you're like, you know how you traditionally have ham (laughs) off one of your friend's naked torsos? (laughs) And the teacher's like, uh, "That's not. That is not normal. Uh, <laughs> you need to get out of that house. I'm calling Child and Family Services tomorrow." Oh boy! What oh. a great weekend of ham! And then you went to the club on Saturday. You were like. You're you're, at, you're sitting in the hot tub and then all of a sudden some Brits just say, "Hey, come to the club with us." Is that basically what happened? I was happened?
3: walking in and they said, "Hey, what are you doing?" I said, "I'm going to my house." They said,
0: "Come on, we're going to the club." That's so friendly. Like like I love who we are as Canadians, but Canadians wouldn't ever do that. Canadians aren't like, "Oh, hey random stranger, come with us to the club." <laughs>
3: And once I got over the fear that they might harvest my organs, I was okay.
0: Yeah, I guess there's always <laughs> that threat. You never know. Well, or that they might want to eat ham off you next Easter. <laughs> We've got our ham guy.
3: 2016. Shh, keep it on the
0: DL. A year of So, uh, what
3: are your thoughts on ham? We've
2: got our ham guy. Hey, babe, you want to go out?
0: <laughs> We've been uh, looking all over Venice. Come here, cutie. We found yeah. our ham
3: guy. We haven't brought up our uh, new entry onto the Canadian Wall of Fame. Come yes. here, daddy.
0: This is exciting, Dan. We got this uh, tweet from At Heathel. says, At Lethal Heathel says, 50 <laughs> years ago, George Chavalo went 15 rounds with Muhammad Ali. Why isn't he on the wall of fame? We thought that was a terrific question. And so George Chavalo, the greatest Canadian heavyweight ever is now on the Canadian Some
3: board. say greatest chin in boxing history.
0: Yeah. I mean, 15 rounds with Ali. There's a great shot of it. Right? And
3: Rocky Marciano said he was born 100 years too late because he, he would have been great in, like, bare-knuckle fighting. He's finally
0: on the wall. Good to there have him on here.
3: Uh, if you're wondering what kind of order do our uh, our celebrities, our Canadian celebrities go up in, there's no order. It's we totally just, random. You send us a suggestion, we'll like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's totes
0: rand. Uh, you, you got a ham
3: guy? We can put
0: him up. Yeah, you want to you put your ham guy up here. We'll be happy to put your We'll put 2 cider Tom up here if we have to. <laughs> a lot of people suggesting Mike Botticello. That's never going to happen. <laughs> well, how about this? What Mike if is we, dead. What if we put Mike up by Ben Mulrugan? Yeah,
3: I was there? thinking that. <laughs> Why is the weekend so far up?
0: Yeah, well, somebody's got to go next to Ben and... He's such a nice guy. Hey, the weekend. We need a hit. <laughs> Come on. Good Scarborough guy. We put him right next to Ben. Yeah. <laughs> ben. Has Ben ever been to Scarborough? Well, I guess he'd have to have been if he's been up to CTV.
3: Yeah. Uh, no Scarborough In and Out. And our guest today is a uh, college football uh, insider. Would you call him an insider uh, or protagonist? An- college Antagonist? football. Antagonist.
2: Editorialist.
3: Editorialist, Clay Travers. We're going to get his story because uh, our Canadian listeners might not know. Uh, what he does down here in the United States, but it's a very interesting story.
0: They might know him from, from Twitter and people on Twitter who don't like him. Uh, your Richard Deitches, your Bruce Arthurs, the, the Twitter police, they don't like Clay very much because Clay uh, is the kind of person who will say things uh, just to get a rise out of people, and that's why we love him. i got to say, Clay, I was just talking to uh, before we... Name drop Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Darren Pang says Gretz told me never to name drop uh, but I- hey I said the whole boom hey yo what is that what you said to him hey yo <laughs> I was just dropping him he did call me Jay though he's like I mean Dan <laughs> I mean Dan sorry sorry well he just had a, a just shot a pretty awesome uh, pilot or something I don't know. I'm not giving out info because we always get in trouble when we do Well, I'm going to give it out right now because that's <laughs> what we do. All right. So they shot a pilot. Uh, I understand that <laughs> was involved. Uh, I understand that was involved. And was involved. Wow. wow. We'll bleep all this out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ben, can you bleep this all out? Absolutely. Okay.
3: What a star-studded list of guests that was. That was a great list.
0: Too bad we cut it all out. But I uh, was saying that he, and I agree with this, like Clay should have his own show on FS1. Like Clay was involved in this pilot. Clay doesn't need to be involved with a, a group of people. It should just be Clay in front of a camera for half an hour talking. Yep. That's a show right there. I mean, I know he does that. On the uh, the Periscope and all that. And Facebook. Facebook Live. Well, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we need him to do that for FS1. Pat, why hasn't that happened already for Clay?
2: <laughs> We're probably just not doing a good enough job supporting his current show. So okay. it's probably my fault. All right. Ooh. Well.
3: Didn't you guys go to Facebook headquarters?
2: You and Clay? Uh, Clay was there last Friday. You didn't go? No, I was at work. Secret meetings with Zuckerberg? He'll be there again next week, too, actually. I think. At Facebook headquarters? I'd love to York, go there. Yeah. Don't they have
3: slides and such? Slides? They have slides instead of, like, stairs.
2: No. They
3: don't. No? No. Who, Google does? Someone's got slides. I've never been to Google. Nobody to has slides. So who's got
0: the slides? That's like some sort of dream you had after too much gone. Do you smoke crack cocaine? Okay?
3: No, I've seen it. I've seen the people sliding down them.
0: Uh, are you talking about the movie The Internship? Yeah, The Internship. That I was refused, a movie.
2: I refuse to ever watch.
3: Clay that. Travis, everybody. Oh, Clay's here.
0: Clay on? Travis, Come everybody. Come have a seat, my friend. I peed. You? I peed here. Sorry.
3: Uh Clay. We were just discussing, and one of the high tech companies, like Google or YouTube or something, they have slides instead of stairs,
4: right? Slides instead of stairs. Mean, oh, like, yeah, let's move down here. Let's move inside down. their complex. How's that? How's that? Um, I don't Good? know. That's okay. pretty cool. Like in Big. Something like that. But the, I, the so I'm the only one that's the seen these pictures. No, I, I know nothing about. Uh, okay. About I, I didn't see that movie.
2: You are you know, talking about movies. This is not real. <laughs>
4: yeah, this is. If
0: if you saw something on a movie, that doesn't mean that exists
2: <laughs> no, in the company. No, you guys are going to be. I'll bring
3: it up back next week. I
4: don't see movies anymore since we have. I have an eight, a five, and a one-year-old. And right. before we had uh, kids, yeah. like we, my wife and I, we would go see every possible movie, right? Like right. everything. Yep. And nowadays, like I catch it on TV, or I, you know, like I, I end up, you know, streaming things on Netflix, but mm-hmm. it's it's rarely movies. I watch television now, so you
3: watch all the kids' movies though.
4: Oh my. F- God, yeah. do I watch all the everything? Kids movies? Now, you, so Dan has an eight and a five year old, so I feel like maybe play dates in Nashville are in order. Perfect. Well, I've tried to tell you guys that you need to come. I know your fiance or your wife was coming with all of her girlfriends, yes. like then they ended up not coming. They cancel that <laughs> yes. because the Canadian dollar They found went out the that tank. I was <laughs> <laughs> the, went in the tank. Nashville, you guys would love Nashville. Oh, I can't I mean, wait. You <laughs> could come in for a hockey game. I know, you know, like pick a team that you want to come watch, and then the arena is right downtown. Right, so you can go pre-game, go to get. Great barbecue, you know, Love drinks, it. everything oh, else. Man. Walk right in, like you don't need a car. The whole time you're there. I mean, it, it's it's really an ideal kind of small size town to go out and have a. Good Every time
3: single in. beat writer for hockey that goes there in the playoffs or the regular season, they yeah. just rave about they, it.
0: Yeah, they I,
4: say it's their favorite place. But is
3: now is that buzz going across the country? Now you're getting more tourists. From yeah,
4: it. you know, I actually feel like I should stop talking about how awesome. Like I'm born and raised in Nashville, so I have kind of ridden it from. You know, it's this. Country Western, not cool place, right? Uh, To uh, along about 2001, right about the time of 2000, everything just took off and it became really, really cool. Uh, I've always liked Nashville, but it's getting like to get traffic's getting worse. Like there is tours you can't get a hotel room. Just like, like Austin, right. Austin, it's, is yeah, Austin is blown up in the same way, and so I feel like I should say it's a crappy city. You don't need to come. <laughs>
0: would, would you ever move out here?
4: Like if if you suddenly uh, were given the show
0: that we were just discussing, that you should already have on FS One, <laughs> uh, would would you move the
4: family out? Uh, it would be a decision for my wife uh, more than it would be for me. I mean, just because I, I like I love what I do, uh, but I feel guilty because my family's happy. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people have to make that decision no matter what you do in, uh, in life. And, uh, if you, if you are like, I work a lot, like I, I, I spend a lot of time doing what I do and I feel like I would be happy doing that anywhere. Like anywhere, I don't like cold weather. I don't want to be where it's cold, like things like that. But uh, I would be happy doing that anywhere. But you know, my wife and the kids, whatever they would want. So you would have to sell her on the idea of doing something. Yeah, uh, Just different. spend a week out here in the winter, it's yeah.
3: great. <laughs> uh, tell us, tell us your story. Give us the the sneak mm. peek at uh,
0: give us the where notes. you began and place and how
4: you're here now. So you guys will love this. So when I finished school, I was 25 years old too young to get married, but we immediately got married. <laughs> and I had a uh, job opportunity. I could have stayed in Nashville and continued to practice law. And, what form of law? Uh, litigator. Uh, so uh, representing most of what young lawyers do is represent big companies because we have a lot of loans to pay off. And so uh, so I could have been like a, a, a lawyer, you know, representing big companies uh, in Nashville, or there was a, uh, a guy who had graduated from Vanderbilt Law School and moved to the Caribbean. And he worked at the biggest law firm in the Caribbean, which had thirteen attorneys. Tax sugar. and a lot of that, a lot of a lot of illicit activity, we'll say. Um, and uh, and he uh, they they advertised for us at the at the Vanderbilt Law School. And I was like, oh, this would be cool. Like I I like the Caribbean. I like uh, that lifestyle. You know, I'm a warm weather guy. You know, flip flop shorts kind of guy. And uh, and I said, uh, let's go down there. And I interviewed, and then we got the offer. And so we were getting married, and, and we decided, you know, be cool. Let's move to the Caribbean.
2: Yeah. So at 25 awesome. years old,
4: we got I got married to my wife, uh, who I'd met at, at Vanderbilt. We moved. We leave the States like two days. She's from Michigan, so we got married in uh, Michigan, big Detroit Red Wings fan, all of her family. We get married there. Two days later, we moved to the Caribbean. Wow. Uh, in the U.S. Virgin <laughs> Islands. So uh, And then like a week later, I start work as an attorney down there. And um, it's crazy. That first fall, there was, so I'm a huge football fan, you guys know that, and uh, NFL fan, and I assumed that I could get the NFL Sunday ticket. Like, I didn't even think about it. When you're out of your jurisdiction. Oh, boy, no games. You can get whatever game. Like, I wanted to watch the Titans play, mm-hmm. and so I assumed that I'd be able to get those. So the U.S. Virgin Islands at this time is the only place in the entire United States that does not get the NFL Sunday ticket. Ooh. So you could, the only NFL games you could get were whatever the national game was on the local... CBS there, which was always like the Giants or the Jets because we had the New York CBS affiliate. Right. And then whatever the Fox game was, national Fox game. And so we only got like whatever, two or three NFL games a week. And I was like, hold on, is this real? Like, you couldn't go. And what I mean by that is you couldn't go to, like, a bar. Like, everybody's like, oh, just go to a sports bar. The sports bars didn't have the NFL Sunday ticket because wow. it wasn't available. Wow. And so I'm a 25-year-old attorney in the Virgin Islands. <laughs> and uh, I remember reading some guy, like, there's a, a weird quirk about living in a territory there. You can't vote for president. Right. Uh, like, Just like Puerto Rico. Like Puerto right? Rico. Yeah. yeah. You're also, like, in this weird kind of constitutional gray area. And so this guy had gone on a hunger strike over presidential elections. So I decided that I would go on a pudding strike. And I would only eat Hunt's snack pack puddings until we got the NFL Sunday ticket. In the U.S. Virgin Islands, how effective was that? Uh, it was incredibly effective. So we started a website. <laughs> this is where I, this is where I started writing online. This is in 04 We started a website called NFLPuddingStrike.com. Give him a
3: box of Twinkies and man. this guy's and, ready yes. to roll.
4: And uh, I did pudding reviews and started my pudding strike. <laughs> Against the NFL. This is amazing. And so I had, you know, like I had written before, obviously, but I'd never written uh, online. That was when I started writing online. So in '04, got tons of free media attention. You could probably right now Google it and still pull me up. Um, and, uh, and so the website got a ton of attention. Everybody's paying attention. Like, this is an injustice. How do they not have it? And what we ended up, like, so I did it for 50 days. Now, I was cheating uh, because, like, I was practicing law at the time, and I honestly got so much more attention than I ever thought it would. I did a pudding diary. I called it every day where I, like, wrote about the the, the struggle. And um, uh, eventually we got an uh, illegal – DirecTV Latin America feed, nice brought into the island that allowed everybody to be able to watch the uh, the NFL Sunday Ticket. The pudding, you stri- did, pudding it pudding strike the pudding works. did it. Pudding, pudding did it. But that led that you to to writing online and writing online, and then online. I started my own site, and uh, we kept writing, and so I've been writing online now for twelve years. So I came into everything that I do now. Writing led to radio, and uh, writing led to books, which led to radio and more writing, and then now to eventually to TV.
0: And you do. Shows online already. The thing I'm always curious about you is you are almost ahead of the curve with the online stuff. It, do you have any desire to do TV now? Because it's almost like, in a way, you'd be like, well, I'm stepping to an older technology. I'm just going to stick and stick to the whole streaming
4: thing. Yeah, my theory is that they're coming together. And right. I, I don't, I'm not a technological genius. The fact that I make uh-huh. a living writing online, all those things, like whatever like I think I can kind of schematically understand things but like if you told me explain how the internet works I would be totally at no. a like I, right. how does a camera work? like I don't know any of that stuff but I think what we're seeing is TV is becoming more like the internet and they're all going to coexist and so I do this show on Outkick where we stream directly to Facebook and to Periscope every day for like an hour and uh you know I did daily radio for five years so like pet our buddy Petro's like mm-hmm. I would talk for three hours a day mm-hmm. and uh and it's a fun experience, and I missed it when I left. And so this kind of combines the best of both those worlds. And Would, you don't have to leave your house, and I don't have, and I can do it anywhere in the country, which is yeah. great. Like I was in Vegas for the NCAA tournament. As long <laughs> as I got a Wi-Fi <laughs> signal, I can do it. Uh, I did it yesterday from the the low level, uh, uh, the 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 rooms down there, like uh, the dressing rooms. Like oh yeah, uh, oh here, yeah, oh Fox. yeah, in, in yeah. Fox, like in I the mean, basement, in the literally in the basement. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, and so I like that aspect of being able to do it. Um, it just makes it easy. I can have a life like we were in va- New York last week with vacation with the kids. And in the morning, my wife would take them to go get breakfast, and I'd just do the show from the hotel. Room. How can we <laughs> do our yeah, show from we anywhere? We need to figure that we out. We need Dan. to get
0: that. Pat, well, how do we do that? We can make it happen.
4: All right. Well, Downey has been awesome with the show. I mean, like, so the Fox whoa, 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 Digital whoa, whoa, people. Whoa, let's just back up.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> <Mul laughs> Downey's been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the same guy? Yeah, same guy. This guy? This guy. Surprising.
4: Oh, Boba Talk Fett old, old school, old school <laughs> uh, Boba Fett shirt over Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's fun.
3: Now you don't just talk about sports. You also talk about politics. And uh, Jay and I, we this is the first time we've been down here for what's going to be uh, an year long yeah. presidential election. Can you guys vote? No, no, we can't. So we find it, especially oh. this year, fascinating. It's don't I listen to the losers. That's I can't. <laughs> I can't get enough.
4: <laughs> we're going to have the two most hated people to ever run for president running for president yes. so it's, it's going to hy- be trump hillary for it's gonna sure it's going to be trump hillary i think yeah. it would be a big surprise if it's not trump hillary and those are i mean and it's not hyperbole those are the two most hated people to ever run for president like <laughs> everybody who's going to vote for hillary will like would shoot donald trump dead and everybody who's going to vote for donald trump would shoot hillary dead it's the most bipolar possible result but yeah i love politics so when i when i went to i went to college in washington dc and uh, I worked on Capitol Hill. I worked in Democratic politics, trying to get, uh, <laughs> trying to get Democrats elected in Tennessee. Is like trying to push a, a, you know, like uh, a rock up the up the hill. And now I would say I'm very middle of the road. Like I feel like I look at the, like the, the the far left and the far right. and I'm just like, who who are these people? Right. Like, I have some. If, you, if I have a form of rational thought, I think it's very hard to be a left winger or a right winger. Like you have to like some of what like some elements of both sides. I would agree with you.
0: But what's your take on the Trump phenomenon? Because this is bizarre. This is so weird. Times 3,000. Well, I I mean, for me, it was like, "Well, this is another fringe candidate who's going to come in and it'll land eventually. And he'll get some attention for himself. But my theory is that all the other candidates on the Republican side are so unappealing. Yeah. And so uninteresting or unappealing. That he is just by, you know, almost like by default become
4: the guy. So I also, so when I, I went to also get an MFA in writing, so I, and one of my teachers there had what I think is a really brilliant idea. He said that every story that you tell has to be ultimately able to be distilled to a sentence. And he got to its story in a sentence. And he said he came up with the idea. He said, like, I'm not a genius. I used to get the TV guide. And, like, if you read the TV Guide, it's, like, Ross and, you know, like, Monica. You Like, whatever the story of Friends is for yeah, that episode. one like sentence. Every sentence, you have yeah. to be able to describe. You can pretty
3: it. much describe every episode in one sentence Yeah, on
4: that or yeah. <laughs> uh, any, any show, which is even crazier, is, is like, a, a, a well-constructed show can be described in a sentence. A well-constructed story can be described in a sentence. Donald Trump's entire political campaign right now is, I am not a pussy. Right? Like his, int- if you right. distill Donald Trump's campaign mm-hmm. slogan and he was like, what does it represent? He- he's running for president on the mantra of, I am not a pussy. <laughs> You're like tremendous
3: that- in a class act. <laughs>
4: Like, really think about it. Like, he doesn't have a coherent political philosophy. Like, he isn't a far right-wing guy, except that he's got a couple of crazy right-wing things. Like, we're going to build a a wall, which is, like, this obsession. We're going to, like, make better deals. We're going to, like, uh, get American jobs back. Like, everything that he says... He says he's
3: going to build, like, rocket trains, everything. Actually, trains in Europe,
4: they're great. We're going to have those here. Yeah, and so, ironically... Every time you attack Donald Trump, he's getting attacked attacked by guys that he or girls that he thinks are pussies. Right, and so they make him stronger. And so you have like this Emory uh, protest to Trump twenty sixteen written in chalk, and those people are like, "We're standing up to Donald Trump. We're not going to allow this." They're making him stronger. Yeah, much of I'm convinced that like Donald Trump is the ultimate like unattackable candidate because most people like him. Not because of what he actually represents, because, again, his political philosophy is totally incoherent. It is just he makes people feel like they want to feel. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and he's so Patrick. has. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say up.
2: you going into this, you can't attack Trump thing. You yes. predicted what's the craziest thing somebody could say about
4: Trump? And then it happened. I said Marco Rubio could, you know, like somebody attack his dick size and he's going he to actually res- did that. He's going to have to respond to it because he'll be insulted by it and he came out and bragged about the size of his penis yeah. in a debate. Yeah, he did it in the presidential debate. And his numbers go up. Yeah, You know? Have and- we got to <laughs> the bottom of the size of his hands yet? I,
3: I he says they're they're totally but normal size. But someone's shook his hand. A lot of people have shaken his hands. They must know. He's got stubby well, he's, fingers. He held them up.
0: I I think they're normal size. <laughs> I mean, is, I, I'm just baffled by you. You summed it up. He's like John Gotti. He he can't, nothing sticks to him. Like, yes. People are coming after him, and for whatever reason, he's able to. It's not like he's the greatest debater. Like, Ted Cruz is probably a better debater. Clearly, but he's also
4: evil. Like, right. that's Ted my Cruise, theory on Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is <laughs> the creepiest human people, I've ever seen. People yeah. are afraid of Donald Trump, and my position on this is like, Donald Trump is a deal maker, right? Like, ultimately, he's going to try, he's a businessman. Like, he's going to try to make money, he's going to make the best deal he can. True believers are who scares me. Yeah, and Ted Cruz is a true believer. Like, if you told me right now that we're going to elect a Republican and it was Donald Trump, I wouldn't be happy. But if you told me it was Donald, it, it was Ted Cruz, I'd be like, "We're fucked." Like, and, I would be really scared. <laughs> and what's scary is it's like the
0: quote unquote res- establishment on the Republican side almost seems to favor Cruz. Yes, just now because they don't don't want Trump, Trump in there. But know. and
4: again, because Trump is not really a Republican, that's why I think he yeah. has some appeal in the general election because. Like, the scary Republicans to me are the people who are like, you can't teach evolution to my kids right. in school. We're going to have this position because the second verse of Leviticus says this, right? Like, that's kind of scary. Yeah. Uh. The, the, the But the, Donald Trump doesn't believe any of that. No. Like, he's not religious. He doesn't care about, you know, like... Uh, all, like abortion. Like, I was gonna I, say he's pro-abortion, pro-gay rights, pro. At, thing. at some past, at some point, he has been. And I've said yeah. before, like I would wager substantial sums of money that Donald Trump has paid for multiple abortions in his life. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like it's hard <laughs> for him. It's hard for him to yeah. be like anti. You know, like. Uh, Did yeah. you
3: see this incident with uh, Cruz? Here oh, oh,
4: no. oh no, no again, spill! Oh, oh god, no. I keep
3: spilling my oh, yerba monte. No,
0: get it away. A good thing there's no wires no. in the way. Oh. No. What's he that doing was with during it? the yeah, ate something off his there lip. The whole
3: something he on Ted Cruz's there. lip was there no, for 30 no, seconds. No, and no, then. No. Go to you,
0: no. Wait for it. No. No. Wait for no, it. Wait for it. No. Oh, oh,
4: then he yeah! ate it.
3: So I think it was a yeah! piece of a tic-tac <laughs> or something.
4: I I saw that, and I was like, I, I don't, like, somebody needs to just, I think, sit down with Ted Cruz <laughs> and just tell <laughs> him, you're not going to be president. Yeah. And you can just be a stop senator. It. Like, you can be successful in life. But you need to give up on the dream that you're going to be president. Well,
3: do you see the the one uh, clip that uh, someone put together? Whenever uh, the crowd applauds, he does the same thing. He goes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He's just thoroughly artificial. Yeah. It's just the same thing every time. He's really smart. And so. Plus artificiality, plus true belief, and all this—it's uh, just. Uh, I think he's by far. What the, as the hell's scary. going on over <laughs> there? <mate? laughs>
0: I spilled all my yerba mate. How? It's in a mug. I don't know. It no,
4: always I always So me.
0: passionate about this political. It always
4: debate. surprises me because you know you have kids. Like you think that there's not much in the like mug. And then they spill it, and you're like, how is there that much water <laughs> yeah, in a mug? Like, Or whatever the object is. Plus,
0: I have to keep this so we can do our Casper mattresses read. <laughs> oh, why don't we do
3: that right now? There we go. Uh, so we uh, remember, okay. this okay. show is brought to you by Casper. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It has just the right sink, just the right bounce. There's a risk-free trial and return policy. Try sleeping on Casper for 100 days with free delivery and painless returns. It's all made in America. It's only 500 bucks for a twin-size mattress. Mattress. Nine fifty for a king? Wow. Compare that to the industry average and it's an outstanding price. Get fifty dollars towards any mattress purchased by visiting Casper.com slash J D and using
4: JD terms and conditions. We you guys have cleaning just up destroyed, the Europa, like, right? with the budget cuts going on right? right now, I think you just wiped out a whole nother room in Fox. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know where you guys are going to be able to do your show now.
0: That's how we do things. We destroy <laughs> this place room by room. <laughs> room by room. Literally. Literally.
3: Yes. So the cleanup went well. Good job.
0: Can I ask another question? You you are fascinated by this, this Gawker-Hulk Hogan yeah, story. Yeah, I really am. Uh, so just
3: so, so our uh, listeners know, uh, Gawker was uh, brought to – well, he was
4: sued. They were sued by Hulk Hogan, right? For posting a sex tape That's of Hulk right. Hogan and his at the time best friend's wife. And
3: Hulk Hogan wanted he's due to get one hundred and fifty million or something 140 like one
4: hundred and forty million. And so, but Gawker's
3: I, not even worth that.
4: No, they aren't. And I think you can tie it in with the Aaron Andrews verdict. You know, she got fifty five million in Nashville uh, over the the peep, uh, show uh, video that the guy illegally recorded. And I think what we're kind of working towards is reconciling where privacy exists. Right. Uh, if I say something right now on this show or you guys say something right now on this show, people disagree with it, they can take it and they can say whatever. Like, we're talking in a public forum. Correct. But if you and I are in a dressing room and there's nobody else around, like, there's a sense that we would be in our privacy, right? Like, we would have private moments. And I think uh, the challenge is for real celebrities like Hulk Hogan or Aaron Andrews, do they still have private moments? And I think the answer is yes. Like, my theory, and, and I, got 100% some, yes. I got some heat for this. I'm curious what you guys think. We talked a lot about the Donald Sterling audio when it came out, right? Not reprehensible. The guy's racist. He's old. He's yep. un- it's it's he's an unlikable figure.
3: Yep. As Bill Burr said, I'm surprised it wasn't worse. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah right. But <laughs> what I focused on there was it was a private conversation that was illegally recorded inside of his house. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but every conversation that I have had with a girl that I've been dating or my wife inside of a private residence, like. I assume that that's our private property, right? Right, right. Um, and I, I think what a lot of people are starting to say is, even in an internet era, there is still such a thing as privacy. And I think people looked at that Hulk Hogan case and said, what Gawker is effectively arguing here is that there is no such thing as privacy for public figures. And if that's true then in theory, I'll give you an example, not that anybody would want to watch it, but if somebody illegally put a camera inside my house and had, uh, most of the time, it would be my wife like sleeping while I slept beside her and tr- <laughs> or she chose not to sleep with me. Um, uh, but on the rare occasion when we actually had sex and somebody illegally recorded that, I'm in some sense a public figure. Theoretically, Gawker could publish that. I think everybody who's listening to that right now would say, that seems not right. right? That's, there should mm, be protection for, for everybody right. out there. So for Hulk Hogan, he's... a uh, Like he doesn't know that he is being recorded it is in a private home uh, much like the Aaron Andrews tape and I think this idea that it's being distributed is striking people as wrong and so the law is far behind where the technology is Right. and so you think about like back in the day it would have been great brilliant journalistic minds at the New York Times or the Washington Post sitting around a table debating is this news now you've got like I used to be, I was an editor at Deadspin. Like, you've got to, I was 26 years old making a decision on whether something is news with 10 minutes to think about it and nobody to discuss it with. And so a part of me is sympathetic for A.J. DeLoreo, who I know well and worked with at Deadspin, the guy who posted this video, because he's like, it's like, I remember Harry Truman said that being a president was like trying to ride a tiger. Being like a gawker editor or a deadspin editor is like trying to ride a tiger. Like every day is wild. You have no idea what's going to show up in your inbox, what's going to be news, what the story's going to be. And so he saw that and thought, this is news. And I guarantee you he didn't sit around and think, What's the legality of this? He didn't have a legal team that he's sure. bouncing it off of.
0: And sex tapes everywhere. Sex tapes are everywhere, right? and yeah. a lot
4: of times people are fine with their sex tapes being out because right. you know Kim Kardashian's <laughs> career got launched. That's the only uh, way her Otherwise, launched. they would have, you would have never heard of these exactly. people. Exactly. And so this idea that Hulk Hogan, who is this you know vi- vital figure in American, certainly pop culture, uh, he probably thought that he was fine with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're. Well, yeah. Well, that's or or even if he didn't think that he was fine with Still it. Still thought it was he newsworthy. Prob- because it, it, oh, I'm sure he thought it was newsworthy, but he probably didn't think there was any way that he could get sued over it or anything like exactly. that. But that, it was right?
4: ever possible that you yeah. could have a company like that die because of one post. So or are they going under? Crazy. What's uh, going to well, happen with them? It's gonna, I, th- I think if the, if the appeal... So first of all, they have to post a $50 million bond, which is going to be a challenge in and of itself. Uh, but secondly, they will appeal it, and I think we're going to end up with... Remember, like the People versus Larry Flint was a movie with Woody Harrelson, like uh, pretty popular. Like, I think we're going to have a major precedent about online news if this case continues. That will eventually be set. See
0: Supreme Court level.
4: I think it it could be Supreme Court level. Mm. And the example I use is: we need to give people some kind of understanding of what the law is in this arena. Um, It's the same way that, like, I always thought when I was in law school, and you'd read like a criminal case, cops have really difficult jobs because. A lot of times the law is uncertain about what they're doing, and they're trying to apply complex legal principles while somebody is shooting at them (laughs) or while they're pulling somebody over. Like their life, while the rubber hits the road, they have to make really difficult decisions. And some justices would say we need to give them bright line rules because they have to be able to understand what's legal and what's not. I think there's an element that, that that should happen for people who write on the Internet now because right now the law is unsettled. and You have to decide is this worthy of being posted or is it not? Is it is it is it is it a legitimate news story or is it one that could bankrupt my company?
3: Wasn't it also revealed in all that that Hulk uh, has no money?
4: Oh, I don't know. Was it? I wouldn't shock me. I mean, yeah, it seems like everybody who's all. in entertainment eventually goes bankrupt. I heard him do a
2: repo <laughs> center commercial on LA radio today, like a okay. local radio, so Okay, so that's usually fair. a
0: good sign that <laughs> things are not out per- of th-
4: things are not perfect. <laughs> hey, I'd welcome that money. Come yeah. on.
0: Dan would do a repo <laughs> ad in a second. <laughs> Um I would would. Jazz yeah so I, I think that
4: that story is fascinating.
0: It is. And it's almost going to like govern journalism on the web now as we go forward, right? Because well, it still is a bit of a wild west element to the
1: whole.
4: Well, thing. there's going to be there'll be a lot of other lawsuits, I think as people will look at it and say I think I could sue for this. Um I you know, and I I think there will be a lot of reticence for places that make decisions on a day-to-day basis of whether or not this is newsworthy. Like we get tips all the time at Outkick. And I will sit there and I'll be like, a lot of people would read this, yeah. but I don't think I can put it up. You know, it's just like, and people are probably shocked to read OutKick. They're like, there are things you don't put up. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, <laughs> I think people would read it, but we just can't quite get away. With, I can't justify it. Like I I'm mean, afraid that it's not legal.
0: It's almost like Clay. It's almost like these all these veteran uh, news editors who've been let go over the yes. course of the last five to ten years from newspapers, and it's almost like now they should be rehired by all these online. That's, this news is when we need them the most. Yeah. And and just because you just need a guy like a veteran guy. Like we always joke about producer Tim, our long-suffering producer. But he has kept us out of trouble numerous times because he always errs way on the side of caution. No, I mean,
4: and I think that's smart. Like you need somebody who is aware of your dangers, right? Like my editor is, is Lori, who Patrick has met a couple of times. And there's been several times she's been like, don't think you can write about this. You know, like. That, and that's crazy because people read what I say, and they say, like, oh, you're pretty aggressive and having opinions stuff. And she's, you know, I'll ask her sometimes, like, is this something that I can that I can touch? And, you know, the standard for what I can say is different than the standard for what, like, I don't know, Joel Klatt could say or, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Terry Bradshaw or whatever. Those are, like, you know, definite analysts who are associated with a uh, with a sport, whereas people are just like, oh, it's Clay Travis. He's just an <laughs> 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 uh,
1: That I
4: should I be kinda, the name I, of the yeah, show. Clay Travis is just an <laughs>
3: Uh, Clay, <laughs> this is the awkward part. We say goodbye,
0: and yes, um, this leave. is awesome, man. That was right, fun. Now, I appreciate you, you guys. Are having you me on. sticking around tomorrow for another "quote unquote" sh- secret shoot that we? can't We're discuss. doing it on Thursday. Thursday. So
4: we just finished one now, and I think this is like the 768th pilot that's yeah. been done at <laughs> yeah, uh, at FS1. Done, a, done a lot um, of There have been a lot of pilot shots. So uh, this version was done today, and then we'll do another one on Thursday, and then. I'm sure there will be uh, 460 more between now and, uh, <laughs> Sounds and, like a and lot football of football season. yeah. yeah. My yeah. favorite thing is that Clay just saying that
0: will somehow end up on like awful announcing. <laughs> and then once again, Dan and I will get in trouble. Hey, <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm hands off.
0: <laughs> but up. I love it. I think it's great. We break yeah. news on Thanks, this Clay. podcast. Yes. Good stuff. Clay Good, Travis. Good to see you all. appreciate uh, you having so me. Much. Yep. It was awesome.
3: Where's everyone they can follow? Uh, you can follow them on Instagram and Twitter, at Clay Travis. Simple at
2: as that. Clay Travis. Uh, just Twitter and Facebook, not Instagram. Well, you put an Instagram there. No, I just put it for Jay and Dan. But maybe I'm we should maybe we should get you one. Sorry, yeah, I had you to need hear to get Instagram.
0: Sorry, I'm sorry, I had to hear this. Sorry about that. Uh,
4: oh, mattress. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did read it. Read some, read some questions. Oh, for Facebook the, Live. Yeah. Too.
0: Well, guys, thanks for cleaning up my mess there.
2: And as we get to that, I uh, just real quick on Clay's pudding strike thing. Yeah. Uh, I found an article <laughs> that he had eaten 275 puddings along with vitamins and liquids. Uh, he is he objects to the packaging of banana cream pie because there's not actual banana in it. And it said his first meal out of the strike, he wanted to eat at
0: Wendy's. Yeah. I could see that, though. You want some meat, some protein. Did he gain a lot of weight? Uh, I'll follow up with Clay on that. He might have lost weight because that would just go right through you after Mm, a while. I feel like a a banana cream pie pudding now. Okay, we got a question for Facebook Live from Kevin Burnett. Who's got bigger hands, Dan or Jay?
3: (laughs) Well, Jay's (laughs) much larger than me, so Jay will.
0: I don't necessarily know if that's Measure true. up? Yeah, see, it's about the same. Maybe a little... No. Mine might be a little longer, but yours are fatter. So, <laughs> you would have a stubbier penis. <laughs> I might have a long, skinny penis, but you would have a stubby penis. And women sometimes prefer stubby peen. Oh, hot. Stubby peen? <laughs> <laughs> Old Dan Stubby Peen O'Toole, they called him back in Peterborough. <laughs> Oh stubby peens coming uh, into town. Are we <laughs> getting t- uh here we go. Max Starkman asks How much in and out do you guys eat in Cali? I went to San Diego for four days and mucked about six burgs. Mucked. <laughs> <laughs> I get out about once a month. Yeah, I am probably about once a month too. Yeah. I, I I could do guys? more, but
4: yeah, yeah, that's yeah, about probably right. More. It's about yeah. right probably twice. Probably yeah. A little less, yeah.
0: but Rich, how now that you're like a new Californian? How often? I've only
4: had it once, and it was the first meal that I had when I moved out here, and mm. and it was delicious. Yeah,
0: mm. I mean, it's it's weird because there's such a cult around it, and it took it's lined up at like one in the morning. I know, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, should, six degrees, of Engineer yes. Jim. Let's, yep. do, Let's it. do it. Let's do it. We've we been excited about this, Jim. Oh, I'm gonna let this yeah. Intro. Go in first.
3: With it's a little game we play on the uh, Jan Dan podcast in which uh, our uh, award winning engineer, engineer Jim, who's uh, worked with the best in the biz, tells us how he possibly is related to the person we're about to say by six degrees, just like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Okay, this one from Elliot from Scotland. No, I'm not going to go. Scotland.
0: That. I'm not You're gonna not going to do it?
3: Nah, not enough. Our viewers or listeners know who that is. Really? Let's let's go from let's try it. Let's go from Scotty Dub to Dave Matthews Band. Oh, there's 800 members, so yeah, got to be a connection
1: in there. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, my connection is not working directly. Well, I guess it did. Uh, um. Uh, we did a Farm Aid concert, and Dave. Do so they still do one... Farm
3: Aid now? I think that's uh, over,
1: right? I don't know. I think they did one last year. Did they? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think it was in Chicago or something.
0: Chicago. That's a weird place.
1: Yeah, to Farm Aid. yeah, they kind of move around, and uh, we. I I did it with Billy Bob, and we played in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and uh, was with uh, Neil Young and Crazy Horse and Willie Nelson, Dave oh, Matthews. It was cool. Emmylou Lou Harris was there, Cheryl Crow, Brooks and Dunn.
3: Unreal. Yeah, it was a great. Great, Holy
1: great man. show. Yeah. Daniel Lanois, fellow Lanois. Canadian, oh, yeah. played too. Lanois,
0: is he on the Wall of Fame.
1: He's not. And uh, and and Hootie and the Blowfish.
0: Oh, uh, that Darius Rucker is like a big country star.
1: Yeah, and he does a lot of stuff. uh, uh, The violin player uh, Boyd Tinsley, I think, does some stuff with them too.
0: So, uh, where where do you stand on the Dave Matthews Band? Like, are you a fan? Are you? uh, Uh,
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm a fan. I think they're great. I'm not like one of the rabid. You know, follow them around the world yeah. everywhere or anything like yeah. that. Um, I hear they're uh, amazing live, though. I, they've yeah, got, they've I'm, got I've like heard one heard of those too. cult following yeah. yeah, Yeah, I'm yeah, that's I'm not what...
0: a huge fan, but I, I, I do hear that they are incredible.
1: Uh, honestly, I don't own any of his records. Yeah, so, neither. you know, I'm not to say that I wouldn't listen to him because I do, but yeah. I just.
0: It's a lot yeah. of people in that band. Uh, a lot. All right, let's do another one, Toolsy. And they're
1: I'd, they're I'd show good, up on the first
3: practice. I'm like are going to make like five dollars each
1: <laughs> and live they are just outrageous how many
0: horn players are here but this is a legitimate question like for example speaking of of your guys and g and r yeah like you know if ultimately if people say all right what is guns and roses now after all these years after all these lineup changes what is guns N roses, what is the bare minimum that real fans want from guns and roses and it's probably axel and slash and to me, it's tough too. Oh
1: yeah, for but, sure. So it's
0: though, So if you have those three, because they had different drummers,
1: yeah. Right? And I know they had a replacement, you know, for for Izzy. But uh, you know, Izzy, Izzy was, should be there. He, it'd be great. Yeah. And you know, don't be surprised if he doesn't show up and play a couple of yes! songs. You know, yes. Uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah. I speak with no merit. But you know, he, they're he, they're still all friends and all that and. Izzy loves to jam, he loves to play, but it's it's I don't think it's one of those things where he wants to go out and tour the world again. He's, right. he, he's got
0: know, enough scratch, he's fine. Yeah.
1: You know, but he's just a killer songwriter. Yeah. And he 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 brings it's really interesting that band, you know. Um Axel kind of brings this you know, high energy, brings that a C D C Nazareth kind of that vocal, that edge to it, that hard rock edge. And, and you know, Slash brings the riffs, you know. Izzy brings the stonesy vibe and the writing to it. And and Duff really brings like that punk element to the yeah, band. That's right. And, you know, all those things combined, it's really something in in uh, you know, Steven and, and Slash had a great bond when they went to high school together and and it they just had a thing growing up learning how to play their instruments together that really worked out well and of course when when matt joined the band you know he's just a monster so you could do anything but um uh I, and i guess frank's the same way but we'll find out i
3: can't
0: wait to see it
1: yeah I'm next so is to see him. uh yeah
3: from adam moser uh, this is the star of Roadhouse, one of the stars, Jeff Healy.
0: Oh, yeah, Jeff Healy.
3: Canadian. I'm not on the wall yet. Yeah,
1: we got him on. Love Jeff Healy, and the answer is
3: yes. 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 What was yes. his big hit? These yes. Eyes uh, Angel Eyes. Angel
1: yeah, Eyes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was in and Roadhouse. He did a great version of While My Guitar Gently yeah, Weaves, too. Yeah, that's right. Man, killer. Um... He had a club in Toronto well, for the longest time. he had time, like
0: too. a blue a blues live blues bar and it was very popular right on Spadina and uh, King? King or I Queen think, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, nice that's place.
1: awesome. I and I almost had a chance to work with him. Came close a couple of times. But uh, he used a mastering engineer to master his records. Uh, I don't know if he did them all, but uh, a very, very famous, phenomenal mastering engineer, and he mastered all the Guns N' Roses records as well. Oh, okay. George Marino, the late, great George Marino. And George did all the Zeppelin records, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, and so when the you... listed Aerosmith. Wow. I mean, he just, he's like the god of mastering rock.
3: When you go to master a record, dumb it down. If you can sum it up in like a minute,
1: like yes, is I it can. is it
3: painstaking or is it just like no? I just got to tweak this. It, you
1: you know what it's like? It's like going over to your best friend's house, who's got the coolest stereo <laughs> of all your friends, putting on your record, kicking back and having him. He's got like some cool tone knobs to make your record that you brought over to him sound like nothing you've ever heard huh. before.
3: So do you listen to a record before it's been mastered, then after, and you say like wow? Do they do that for the band, or they just... Um,
1: you know, for the most part, the answer is yes. Uh, sometimes there's little change, and sometimes there's an enormous change. And, you know, usually you develop a rapport with a mastering engineer, and you guys have similar tastes, and, you know, Bob Ludwig's a great guy, um, a guy who's a very close friend, Richie, who, who works in the studio next door here, Joe Gastworth is a guy that I've been using for years. Uh, Really, Joe and George Marino were the two main guys I used. And like someone like
0: George Marino, a band with a guy who's done that many records at that point is a band like whatever. Yeah, you
1: really, you really trust their instincts. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and you want to get that's a lot of trust. Yeah, and you want to get their first impressions, and you go to the guy because you you like other stuff that he's done. And you you think that you have similar tastes in what's needed. And you know, I I don't necessarily not to say he wouldn't do an amazing job. I don't know if I'd bring Guns of Roses to to uh Joe Gastwort, but I'm sure he would do an insane job. Right. Uh, but you know, like if I was doing Sheryl Crow or somebody like that, uh, he'd be the, my first call. Right. You know? Um he does three eleven and also it's a really cool beat. his favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So he's phenomenal. So it's you know different different strokes of different folks. Yeah. It's finding the right guy for the right thing. I like but that. it's so much mastering is the the greatest. The, the sound vibe like is great. Oh. It's hard.
0: How do you become a, a guy Love who it. masters records? Like that's the thing. Do you start as a producer and then eventually
1: <sighs> you know those guys actually started under other mastering guys they got jobs back when they would like cut using a cutting lathe and actually cutting the vinyl and okay last question jim the platters now
0: the way bands are recording in their homes uh you know pro tools and all that is it still as relevant like is that uh
1: you know i think it is but (laughs) there's an awful lot of guys out there that think they know what they're doing.
0: Like Garage? People, yeah, recording and garage oh, I'll stand. just
1: master it myself, yeah. man. And they make something and they put it out and, you know, it's a little bit like nails on a chalkboard, right. you know. Hmm. But, uh, you know, it, it's it has changed the game. It's hmm. changed the game for everybody up and down the line. And there's no rules. So, you know, you might find some kid in his bedroom who just killed it mastering. Right. So.
3: Hmm. You yeah, don't have. To be As always, we thank you for that. Um, Jim, that was very cool. Make sure you hey. visit uh, casper.com slash JD, and then you can get $50 off a mattress.
0: Can I read just a couple more Facebook uh, live yeah. questions before we go? This is from Frankie Fontaine. Engineer Jim and Jay, what new band should I check out?
1: Oh, wow. I, I, I Notice
0: he didn't
3: ask me that. Yeah. 311. Check <laughs> yeah, out 311. Would
0: you, would you, yeah, but
1: would you, you can't say they're a I, new band. I'm no. going to say
0: that there's a band called Beach Slang. They had a record out last year in 2015 that I'm kind of just getting into now. Very like, um, very replacements meets Japan droids. Replacements, very, wow. Very cool, very cool record. Beach Slang. Highly recommend that. And then we got a question for Dan here Fetty Wap. Yeah, Fetty Wap. <laughs> Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Wow. Yeah, He's on this. everything right so now. So, beach yeah. slang and Fetty Wap. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Sailor. Sailor asks, what's Dan's favorite Las Vegas pool to watch being clean?
3: <laughs> I don't go to the pools. It's only when I'm, my room is facing a pool do I watch to see what's
0: going on. Uh, Graham Howison says, hey, Bods, just recovering after an emergency appendectomy. Ooh. Best way to recover? Watching Jay and Dan live. Good job, Graham. Yeah, when you
3: get an organ taken out or fixed, you well, just dial funny. up Jay and Dan. Jay.
0: We're the organ
3: specialists. Let's read a review from iTunes.
0: Oh, yeah. Tools, has got him right here. Let's yeah. read some of these reviews. We, we got, got a says-
3: five-star review from S Bacon 11 This podcast is funny. These guys are funny. I'd buy them beers or burritos either or. Yes. Nice, love I like that. that. Uh, we've got five stars from Mike's School of Literacy. I found out about these guys when they hosted The Herd and been hooked ever since. The humor translates for this <laughs> Tennessean. I also love the drops by Pat when he shows up, of course. But <laughs> <my> God, <laughs> I gotta say, <laughs> Pat
0: has been showing up very consistently.
3: Tori Martino, five stars. My favorite podcast, as everyone around me knows, because I don't stop tweeting and talk about Jen Dan, put this in your ear holes. You won't regret it. Why Hashtag I? why not it. Tori
0: eh? Cassie Martino.
3: And five stars from Nalami. Humor and sports, I love it. And you don't have to be Canadian either. Eh? I'll
0: kill your dog.
3: Either, either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, go to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast and the Fox Sports Live podcast and rate it. Rate it and put your comments on there and we will read the yeah, best one. The Fox
3: Sports with. Live podcast is daily. We do it Monday to Friday. It's a half hour podcast. We turn our TV show into an audio only and... Uh, it's a sweep in the nation.
0: Uh we've got to go. We got to go to a meeting. This oh has been an God. absolute How treat. have we not got out of these meetings yet? Hey, it's very important that we meet.
1: You um. know, I went to a resort this week. Beautiful place, five pools, many jacuzzis. Wow! Ooh. All I could do was think of tools. Yeah, yeah Just like staring that. there like yeah. a creep. it was. It was. Yeah. It was. It was nuts. Yeah. yeah. My
3: erections have returned. Tulsi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: Stubby Peen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks for watching, yeah. everybody. At, at
0: Stubby Peen 69. This
1: is new. Th- they sure kept the now. pools open late, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. What time till? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Midnight? All, it was kind of like an all-nighter deal. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. I'm coming. <laughs>
0: oh boy. I'm just gonna take my napkin.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so long my time here is hey, you. Going took care of the pool. Elvis has just left the building. Love you boys. Have a great one. Woo!